Today in business from Wired. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Biden's big AI plan sounds scary but lacks bite. Joe Biden's new executive order is billed as the biggest governmental AI plan ever. Unless he can convince the dysfunctional U.S. Congress and overseas rivals to play along, its effects will be limited. By Matt Laszlo Tiny superheroes, full-size dinosaurs, and overgrown insects squealed at the White House on Monday. The costumed children celebrating Halloween with President Biden weren't there for the unveiling of a sweeping new executive order on artificial intelligence. Yet, as the U.S. government digests its lengthy new to-do list and Vice President Kamala Harris heads to a U.K. summit on AI to sell the president's vision, leaders in Congress and nations around the world may be asking themselves, trick or treat? While this White House is bullish on the power of the president's pen, executive orders have limited power domestically and none overseas. Behind the White House's rosy PR push about setting a new course for AI, lurk the scary but very real monsters of congressional dysfunction and international rivals. Without overcoming both, Biden's AI vision could struggle to take root as his administration hopes it will. In Biden land, where Wired spent Monday afternoon, everything's fine, though. As artificial intelligence expands the boundary of human possibility and tests the bounds of human understanding, this landmark executive order is a testament to what we stand for. Safety, security, Trust, openness, American leadership, Biden told guests, costumed in scary Washington power suits gathered in the east wing of the White House for a signing ceremony. For a moment, another potential government shutdown just 18 days away and China's determination to leapfrog U.S. technological dominance seemed like just scary stories. Just as AI is or soon will be everywhere, Biden's executive order touches just about everything the federal government does. It mandates clear standards to protect rights and safety, improve AI procurement, and strengthen AI deployment for all government agencies. Biden even aims to gain a measure of control over private AI projects. He plans to deploy the Defense Production Act, 
written to allow government control of industries during wartime to force private U.S. technology firms to report sensitive details of their most secretive AI development projects to the federal government. This executive order will use the same authority to make companies prove, prove that their most powerful systems are safe before allowing them to be used, Biden said. Vice President Harris was at his side for the announcement, but is taking his AI vision on the road for the rest of the week. She'll be taking her own agenda to the UK's Summit on AI Safety, hosted by Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and primarily focused on far-off AI risks. We intend that the actions we are taking domestically will serve as a model for international action, understanding that AI developed in one nation can impact the lives and livelihoods of billions of people around the world, Harris said Monday. Fundamentally, it is our belief that technology with global impact requires global action. Ahead of Biden's address, Wired sat down with Arathi Prabhakar, director of the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. She was quick to bat away a question about who has the president's ear on generative AI. Let's start at the beginning, she offered. This is the biggest action anyone's ever taken anywhere in the world on AI, and the president's driven it from the beginning. Prabhakar also didn't much want to talk about how a law designed for wartime could be casually used to enact new tech regulation. The Defense Production Act has been used in times of crisis when we face significant national security issues, Prabhakar said, noting its use to speed up delivery of vaccines and PPE during the pandemic. But in the U.S., Wired asked in countless ways, is a national crisis caused by AI on the level of a war or a global pandemic? The national security issues are not the whole story, but one part that does require paying attention to, Prabhakar said. That's the reason for using the Defense Production Act for the very specific purpose of getting notification and disclosure related to powerful model development beyond where we are today. It's a nice theory that could end up being put to the test in court if companies challenge this new use case for a law generally tapped only for emergencies. Prabhakar steered the conversation back toward more everyday AI, but ended up highlighting other limitations of Biden's latest executive action. The vast majority of actions in this executive order are about how we use the AI technologies that are already out in the world responsibly, she said. How do we make sure they don't violate Americans' privacy? How do we make sure that we don't embed bias that changes, you know, where people can live and whether they get a loan or whether they go to jail or not? Great questions, but changing the rules for privacy or mandating, say, the universal watermarking of AI-altered images for private companies requires legislation from Congress. Indeed, even as his White House is going all out to sell the expansive new executive order as a historic first, Biden admits that the order falls short of what the changes wrought by this ever-evolving technology demand. This executive order represents bold action, but we still need Congress to act, Biden said. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer knows that too. His job of late has been to radiate optimism at the U.S. Capitol despite being unable to pass even broadly bipartisan tech regulation aimed at protecting children's online privacy in recent years. Given the history of congressional inaction on protecting Americans' data, Wired asked him at a press briefing after the signing ceremony whether having the White House move with a flip of a presidential wrist, the biggest action anyone's ever taken anywhere in the world on AI, takes pressure off a complacent, if not incompetent, Congress. No, Schumer replied. It importunes us to act because lots of the things that were done here can only be done with federal contracts. For most of this, legislation is required to cement it, to expand it, and to make sure everybody obeys it. 
Last week, Biden met with the new Republican Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, for the first time. Schumer has yet to. Still, at the White House, Schumer promised a new AI bill soon. He and a bipartisan group of four senators, the ones who've been hosting all Senate AI briefings and forums, are meeting with Biden at the White House this week. Schumer cranked up the optimism. It won't be days or weeks, but it won't be years, he said, urging his audience, in case of any doubt, to expect it in months. That's months away from introduction, not passage. Vice President Harris is unlikely to lead with that as she tries to project strong leadership on AI on the international stage in London this week. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at Wired.com business. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.